Welcome to the Lost Gardens of Heligan podcast, Beauty in All Things. I'm Alistair Moore, Head of Gardens and Estate, and each month we'll be revealing the inner workings of Heligan in all its glory, from soil to seeds, bulbs to bees, past, present and future, all from right here in the Lost Gardens of Heligan on the Cornish coast. Welcome to Beauty in All Things, the Lost Gardens of Heligan podcast. And today you find me standing outside the Northern Summer House. I'm looking across a lush grisolinear hedge, looking eastwards towards Gribbin Head. It's a little bit murky, um, so I can just across the steely grey waters of Sonostal Bay. I can beyond make out the outline of Rame Head, and had it been one of those crystal clear mornings, I could have regaled you with a view reaching to Star Point in Devon. But today, it's a little bit chilly, there's an easterly wind and a high cloud. I've been regaled with raucous rooks and the occasional seagull this morning. But I am feeling a bit chilly now, so I'm going to go and sit in the Northern Summer House itself, which is a very important building. It is the earliest structure of its kind in the Lost Gardens of Heligan. dates from probably the end of the 18th century, early 19th century. And for me, its importance is it really is a kind of absolutely solid demonstration of the Tremaine family, who had been here since 1600, the Tremaines really declaring horticultural ambitions that the landscape of their estate was more than just a source of productivity. It was something that could be rolled into a a vision of English landscape gardening, something to be appreciated. And the Northern Summer House is very much part of that. This would have been somewhere they'd have come of a morning to appreciate the views, the morning light, the sunrise, and there is a keen easterly wind this morning, so I'm going to actually make my way into the northern summer house itself. It's not a large building, it's maybe about five meters across and four back. It consists really of a brick facade with three Romanesque arches. There's a glorious perpetuity rose trained up the front of it and also a rather bushy Trachelospermum um, making its way up the right-hand column. The Northern Summer House is of importance to the garden because it's really the earliest ornamental structure within the garden and to me it really represents a shift in the way the Tremaine family who've been here since 1600 viewed the estate and it declares a horticultural ambition in line with late 18th century English garden design and landscape gardens etc so the Tremaines no doubt would have come here for morning tea appreciating the fine views maybe catching the sunrise, but also the morning light would have been glorious here, so perfect 
for reading a novel, poetry, or even a newspaper. Today I'm here to meet with a very different sort of historic monument, Mr. Dave Burns. Dave has worked at Heligan from the earliest days of the Restoration and has recently celebrated his retirement. Sad for us, grand for him, and we wanted to mark this important moment in Heligan's history. And the Northern Summer House has a specific relevance for Dave, as we will discuss later. But we are not just about the past today. Um, We are reveling in the new, of course, as always. So we'll be catching up with Pip on the farm, with some new arrivals there, both of the two and the four-footed varieties. And we'll be off to the hide with Sam Caulfield of the wildlife team, who will be telling us about some romantic goings-on in the barn altar and of some other developments in his other incarnation as the hairy horticulturalist. So do join me for this month's episode of Beauty in All Things. So, Dave, we are sitting in a slightly damp um, northern summer house, only damp because it's the briefest of April showers going on. But, Dave, tell me why the northern summer house is particularly special for you. I discovered it, basically. (laughs) I was helping uh, John Nelson doing something. We'd done that particular job and went for a wander and come up around where the Northern Summer House is now. And it's totally and utterly covered in rhododendrons. And it's quite thick. You actually fight your way through. And when I was fighting my way through, I come across the Northern Summer House. So I went down to tell John. And nobody nobody had any idea no, it was no, Nobody had any idea whatsoever. <laughs> and with that... John immediately phoned Tim, and Tim came over, and just you know yeah. well, that was the start of the Northern Summer House, and um, it was all the roof had totally caved in, there uh, wasn't any seats here, the floor was covered in leaf mold. I should imagine I can't really remember now, but John renovated it, got the floor back to the flooring is. Beautiful. I mean, we're looking at it now, and there's this yes. sort of glorious brick lattice work with kind of a pebble inset. So it is, looks like the top of a delicious pie, I think. Yes, it does, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> so, but, but critically, the whole thing was shrouded in rhododendron, but just had collapsed. Yeah, yeah, with the weights. Well, there was... Um, branches of the rhododendron hanging over the what was the roof so all that had to be cut back and we got it cleared it of course the actual renovation of the place i had to go back to see so i didn't really see the renovation oh well you did the important <laughs> but, yes i've done the important bit of finding it yeah but the interesting thing is as well the um Round the pond there, where all the slate is, the actual slate came up from the um, dog kennels. And uh, there's a little gully, granite gully, what's going right down through 
one side of the pathway there and those uh, granite sets came up from the um, dog kennels as well. Oh, well, they look glorious. So what Dave's describing is there's a, a kind of slate, lovely slates around to an ornamental pond. And they are, they're beautiful. They were like, yeah. lucky yes. dogs. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that would have cost a lot of money to get that slate in. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Well, I'll so, tell you what, there's plenty of fancy kitchens in folks' homes now who would love a bit of slate, <laughs> slate like that. Like that. Yes, I'm sure they would. Yeah. But it was, I suppose, up slightly the the spirit of the place at the time. Which at is... the time, yeah, because we we had very little money, you know, because we only just started. Well, you weren't getting paid. Were no, you? I wasn't getting paid at all. But I remember the first grant we had was for Task Force Trees, I believe it was, right. which was. Um, after the great storm, the government or the Forestry Commission, whoever, whatever it was, gave out grants to replant. And that was uh, the trees as you go down West Lawn, down towards the jungle. Right. That was the grant first, and that's how we started. Then there's a lot of volunteers around, uh, local and also BTCB, British Trust oh, for Conservation yes. Volunteers. They came on a regular basis, actually. And quite a few times, some of them come over Christmas as well. Yeah, so, yeah, that was quite good as well. Oh, yeah. Did you look forward to it when you were at sea, thinking, well, I, yes, I'll come yeah. back and see what's come, See what's happening, yeah. Yeah, it was, very, you know, quite exciting. And I missed quite a few bits and pieces, some some bit crucial bits, I yeah. would say, in the renovation. Um, How did they manage without you, quite frankly, Dave? Oh, John was capable. <laughs> <laughs> And I, do, I have to say, I, I, I can remember um, very early on when I got here and we were talking about the um, old kind of late medieval charcoal sites. Yes. And you kind of took me down to the valley and showed me where they were. And you are this incredible font of knowledge and experience of everything um, here. Because you've, you've obviously you were really played an important part in the restoration but you've also you've worked in loads of different areas yeah when I actually first joined Heligan as an employee I start off down the jungle mm -hmm. and then I went on to the outer estate and then because we had foot and mouth yeah well not you personally not me personally no, no. but we had foot and mouth and we didn't really have anybody coming into the gardens at the time so we had um we had to cut back on staff, and so a lot of the people up in the car park, they left, and um, they asked me to go up in the car park and do all the... So I spent about, oh, I can't remember how long now, I think it's about five years up in the car park, five seasons. Then I joined a maintenance team. For about 15 years, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went on the um, livestock team, which I've been on there for about seven years, I think now. Can't say <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that was my main jobs. But also, we had two years of where we held the Cornwall Garden Society flower show oh, here nice. at Elegant. And certainly the second year, I was site manager. You know, um, yeah, for the get, show, for getting the show, it getting it all ready, and gosh, yeah, that's quite yeah. a lot of pressure. There. Well, we have 
other people, you know, organising everything yeah. up top. I was more on on the site. Yeah. When all the tents not coming, we had all the spaces marked out for where the, all the tents and marquees went. And then when all the storeholders came in, the traders and everything, they came in at a certain time. Mm-hmm. Then I had to show them where to go and everything. And then at the end of the day, really, um, we had a orchid tent and they had to put a heater on for the orchids to make sure they yeah, didn't get too... Absolutely. Yeah, so I had to make sure that was all working, everything <laughs> was shut down. And, of course, there's a health and safety aspect oh, of yes. it. So make sure, it. Yeah. yeah, no tripping hazards and fire extinguishers yeah. wear out and all that sort of thing, yeah. And when you th- look back at your t- long working life at, at Halligan, are there any... Are there any things in particular that you kind of that either immediately come to mind or sort of memories you particularly treasure? Um, I think one one of them, like I was just saying about the um, flares show, I think it is when everybody pulled together for the flares show. Yeah. I think that's one in particular. Um, yeah, we just we had a lot of fun doing it as well. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think just everybody joined in. And it was just a really good atmosphere. It's a good Halligan treat, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Of course, there's numerous other things which I can't think of at the moment. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. But um, well, you yeah. know, every time you come here and you look at a pebble gully running down the path. Oh yes, I've done uh, some of the pebble gullies. Uh, of course, when I seen the outer estate as well, I've done my chainsaw and tree climbing advanced tree climbing so i've done quite a lot of tree surgery here at elegant that was quite exciting to be honest using big chainsaws up a tree you know that was uh, that's quite good yeah lovely to see you back and it could be time for time for a bit of breakfast now oh that's the only reason i come <laughs> in for <laughs> thanks so much bribery <laughs> damn right <laughs> cheers Dave. right lovely well, we're in the barn now, surrounded by beautiful lambs and wonderful ewes, and uh, also some of the wonderful farm team, including Pip. Pip, would you fill us in on what's been going on over the past couple of weeks? We've pretty much got um, organised chaos in here at the <laughs> moment. We had a really busy Easter weekend. All the girls have done fantastically. We are pretty much all the way through lambing now we just have three girls left to go the rest have done incredibly well i'm really proud of our little flock um we've got some wonderful devon and cornwall longwall lambs out of our new ram this year which is really exciting and all of our others have done marvelously even uh pam behind us here who's got a set of triplets on her uh our jacob you so she's done she's done amazingly so i'm really proud of our our team as well who've worked really hard uh over the last couple of weeks brilliant brilliant and the grand total i think i'm not <laughs> loose count i think we're at 56 now which is fabulous we're hopefully going to be in the late 50s early 60s um as our final tally which will be which will be fabulous oh that's absolutely brilliant and we have one other new arrival. Oh, new arrival. Who, who, who is this, Pip? This is a, an upgraded version <laughs> of, uh, of Miss, dear Mr Burns, who retired um, at the end of last month. So we've got Tegan, who joins us um, full-time on the farm team. So we're really excited to see how we can, uh, we can go over the next 
next few years would be wonderful. Excellent. Hello, Tegan. So, Tegan, where have you come from? So, I've just finished a stockperson apprenticeship at a dairy farm. And then before that, I did wildlife and conservation at Dutchie College. And before that, I did animal management. So, I should be fairly competent with livestock, but only time will tell. <laughs> well, we know already you've been a huge success. So, welcome to Heligan, Tegan. And... Uh, um, Lovely to see you in the barn with all these other new arrivals. Pip, Tegan, thank you so much. See you soon. Well, I now find myself in the wildlife hide. Tweet of birds in the, in the background. And I am here with one of the wildlife team, Sam Caulfield. Hey, you are. Hello, Sam. Hello. Now, Sam, we would normally be looking in another direction out of the windows at the bird feeders and the pond and to see what delights um, are on show there. But we're not. We are looking at a screen. Why are we looking at a screen? And what's on the screen, Sam? So we're looking at the screen. I mean, normally we could look outside, but we're looking at the screen to see barn owls, which we wouldn't see in the day at the moment as it's the morning. And um, we've what two barn owls on the screen so we've got a male and a female and they're in our barn owl tower which I think has been here for well over 10 years now but we're hoping this is the first time that they're going to breed in it wonderful so have they I don't know this is a very personal um, <laughs> topic uh, to be dealing with have they been breeding Sam? I, I've seen some uh, action shall we say <laughs> late night we, we were here the other night and mm-hmm. we were here till 9 o'clock to do some work to the tower and do some work to the cameras and they they were doing some action yeah, and and then they left um at around nine o'clock so i think the sunset was about 20 past eight but um they're both back in the box and we're in the tower space now so hopefully within the next few weeks we'll start to see them laying some Very eggs nice. and then probably by the end of may hopefully if they've laid some eggs and they're incubating them then we'll have some uh, outlets Fantastic, and and the folk can come and have a look at the screen in the hide and see what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So you can see the screen at the moment with the actual mm-hmm. space yeah. inside the tower, and then we're just reconnecting a camera which looks inside the box that's in there. So hopefully, if they lay any eggs, we'll be able to change between the two, and you, you'll be able to come and visit and see either them sitting on the eggs or one or both of the adults in the actual space in the tower so yeah it's really exciting brilliant brilliant but that's not the only exciting thing in your life is it Sam (laughs) you have in a manner of speaking given birth to something recently (laughs) would you tell us a little bit about your new book yeah so I've I've written a book I've spent a lot of time in horticulture not just in conservation and I've written a gardening book about growing fruit and veg which is called so grow gather yeah it's really exciting it's taken two years to write it's something I never thought I'd I'd do and um yeah it's about just growing fruit and vegetables in your garden in a small space or even in a slightly larger space in pots and containers and it's just kind of a look at growing in a relaxed manner and having having fun growing veg rather than um there's lots of really great books that are really detailed and, and how to things like from the RHS and stuff but this is this is my take on um, a different way of growing veg shall we say 
No, well, and much like yourself, so I'm very kind of relaxed but um, full of knowledge and experience because, as you said, you, you've, you've worked in a number of areas at Heligan. Yeah, yeah, I think I've, apart from, I think, the catering and retail, I've, uh-huh. most areas outside, I've kind of moved around. I'd, I first came to Heligan uh, when I was 14 um, and then I came here on work experience when I was 16, so that's... Yeah, and uh, just long, listeners, yeah. Sam's 83? Yeah, that's right? it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How old are you, Sam? <laughs> uh, 35, so yeah, it's, it's been nearly 20 years Yeah, that I've, I've been here on and off, shall we say. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, you're a font of, a font of knowledge. And if uh, listeners are interested, um, Sam has a very entertaining Instagram account under the hairy horticulturalist, because you... You are afraid of a face for radio, etc., etc. <laughs> Sam's got a magnificent beard. That's it. <laughs> um, so, Sam, great to talk to you, and Good to well see you. done on the book. It is absolutely brilliant. It really is full of information, and just like yourself, kind of just sort of uh, a very amiable and amusing um, <laughs> guide to 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 fruit and veg and great news about the barn owls brilliant yeah fantastic right well we'll come back when you've got eggs Sam cheers (laughs) cheers thank you so much for listening to the Lost Gardens of Heligan podcast the beauty in all things for more information about the podcast please visit our website heligan.com if you enjoyed today's episode please do like and subscribe and I do look forward to chatting with you next month about the beauty in all things. Goodbye.